Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Impossible Podcast. On today's episode, I've got my good friend, Krista Stryker. Krista is the founder of 12-Minute Athlete, a website, blog, and app all about getting fit in under 12 minutes using high-intensity interval training. I've known Krista for a very long time, probably six or seven years now. And uh, it's really cool to see the community and the products that she's built over the years. But before we get into today's podcast, I've got a few housekeeping announcements to make. First of all, if you guys haven't picked up an Impossible shirt, go head on over to impossiblegear.com. Get an Impossible shirt. Do your next thing on your Impossible list and take a photo and send it in. Now, there's a reminder that you can't just get an Impossible shirt and just sit around watching TV or just listening to the podcast. It's not good enough. You actually have to go out and do something. So go make your Impossible list if you haven't already. Get your shirt and then go cross something off your Impossible list so you're actually out there pushing your limits. If you take a photo, send it in. I'll feature you on the site and on Instagram. Okay, Check it out, impossiblegear.com. Also, check out movewellapp.com. MoveWell is our mobility and movement training app designed to help you get stronger, get faster, and start moving well. We have a ton of new things planned in the works in 2019, and I can't wait to share more about it. I'll have some interesting and exciting announcements coming up in the weeks to come. You can check out MoveWell, 10-minute mobility routines designed to help you get stronger, get faster, and start moving well on the iOS store for your iPhone. It's a free download. You can check it out. If you like it, you can upgrade, get more routines, get more features on the pro version, but you can test it out, check it out for free at movewellapp.com. So if you aren't doing your mobility training and you need to start, this is the best way to get started. And if you are training and you just need a little more guidance, you want to do goal-specific mobility training instead of just flopping around on a foam roller for 15 minutes, MoveWell has the best routines designed to help you do that. And I'll be narrating all of them. So you can check that out, movewellapp.com. One quick reminder that if you guys like what we're doing with the podcast, go ahead on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, leave a review, five stars, helps us reach more people and helps us keep doing this. All right, that's it. Let's go ahead and get into today's show with Chris Stryker. guys. I am here with Krista Stryker, creator of The 12-Minute Athlete and author of the new 12-Minute Athlete book. Krista, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So I've known you for, what, five years now? Six? More than that? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, WDS? <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you want to give people a real quick background of like who you are, how you got started, and then we can jump into 12-Minute Athlete and everything that you're doing right now? Yeah. I have a business called 12-Minute Athlete. It started as just a blog, but from there, it branched out into an app. I have workout programs. I just came out with a book. And everything is really based on... The workouts are based on high-intensity interval training and like bodyweight workouts. So my goal is to help people get rid of their excuses to like not work out if they don't have like a lot of time or equipment or space. I want to help them figure out how to get a workout in no matter where they're at. And so where did that come from? Like, what was your athletic background before you got started with that? Um, so I grew up playing like soccer and basketball. And the second I went to college, I like did nothing. I like I, I don't think I walked like 10 steps a day. I gained like freshman 
30, I don't know, ate mac and cheese all the time, just started to feel very terrible about myself. As anyone who has gone through that should know, that gets into the rest of your life as well. So like I wasn't fit. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel good. My energy levels were super low. And as a result, I was also like lost. I had no idea what to do with my life. Like I'm in college. Who knows? Um, So I started to get sick of that, sick of that feeling of just feeling like crap all the time and started to like try to work out. But I had no idea how to work out because you know, if you play sports, like the coach tells you what to do, but you don't really have any idea what you're doing or why you're doing it. So I started like on the elliptical machine, which I hate. <laughs> like it's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. I thought I was supposed to do it. Um, and then I like tried to run, but like I'd never had been taught how to run. So it just was torture every time. There was like this moment when I have a big brother who is like taller than you somehow. And he was actually like a college basketball athlete. And he challenged me to do a push-up because I was like the weakest kid growing up. I had no upper body strength, nothing. And I did like three of like the worst push-ups anyone has ever seen. But that was like, there was something with that moment that was like, hey, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could prove like myself wrong and prove all these people wrong that have told me, you know, you'll never be able to do like these tough exercises, I never could do a pull-up, like anything like that. So that was like the start of the journey. <laughs> and then I like moved around the world, um, ended up in Amsterdam and got my personal training certification, partly because I didn't have a work visa and did not know what to do with my life. And I was just like, let's see how this goes. And then it kind of went from there. So what made you gravitate towards the hit? type workouts and the bodyweight stuff? When I got my training certification, I went like the opposite way. And I did like, I was in the gym personally working out like two plus hours a day, maybe more. And then training clients, anyone who's ever trained anyone knows it's very exhausting. So yeah. And I was doing, you know, just like the classic weightlifting, separate cardio. And it was absolutely exhausting. I um, was getting injured all the time. It was hard to eat enough, but I also like couldn't get lean just because it was like this vicious cycle. It wasn't sustainable. I also had no energy to do anything like go for a hike or a bike ride. It was just like my life was like in the gym and that was it. You're really good at being in the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Once again, I started to get sick of that. And I also lived in New York at the time and the winter was just awful. It was like six feet of snow couldn't go outside. So I had to figure out ways to work out in my like tiny loft apartment. At the time, I think I had a kettlebell and like a chair. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) what can I do with these things? Started just putting together these workouts and first uh, experimented like on myself. (laughs) And I started to get a lot stronger. So then I started to use them with my clients. And all of a sudden, like the workouts were getting shorter. They were more effective. We were getting better results. And yeah, I just kind of went from there. What year was that? 2010, okay. 11. I'm trying to figure out because it took off when that New York Times article was like the seven minute yeah, workout or whatever. This was before that. This okay, was like yeah. a couple years before that. Okay. I was going to ask about that because yeah. how do you, how do you, uh, differentially <laughs> right. if you come out with 12 minutes Seriously. and then they're like seven <laughs> and you're like oh. it, was, five minutes. it was interesting 
But I have to say, I mean, it's not like that workout is like terrible, but it's not like awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just in the New York Times. So it's that's like how it pretty got. bare minimum, um, which is great. If that's all you're going to do, like I'm all for it, but maybe step <laughs> it up a little bit. <laughs> Add an extra five minutes. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Work harder. Yeah. So you started doing that with clients. And then when did the blog and the app start to take off? So I moved to San Francisco. And I could not work in a gym again. It was just too much. I've always wanted to run, like, have my own business. One other thing, uh, I used to be a journalist. I grew up writing. So I was like, how can I put all my skills together into one thing that I want to do and that I won't get sick of and bored of in two minutes? (laughs) So that's when I came up with the idea of 12 Minute Athlete. And, like, pretty quickly from there, I knew I wanted to app with it. I had no idea how to make an app, but I was like, this is perfect for an app. I want to have a blog, an app, kind of a more holistic business. Right now, the business consists of like online workout programs, the app, and then is there an integration in between all of them or is it just individual things that you can get? Right now, a lot of it's individual, but part of that is I give more, way more personal attention to people with the workout programs. So it's more like a group program versus the app it's completely independent so you're always doing it on your own so is that free to download and then the workouts are purchases or is it it's a paid app on the first download well it's free but it comes with stuff it comes with a lot of workouts but when i first made it like the app world was super different um so it was a paid app and due to just the changes in that world like i wanted to make it free so more people could download it and then if you want more stuff like there's a subscription okay one of the things, I don't know if we should talk about this now or later, you've gotten some pretty good notice from Apple specifically. Like they featured you multiple times. Every time I see it, I'm like, God, how does she do it? Because we want to get like MoveWell and a couple of the other apps featured. But uh, what have you seen work well with that app where people have kind of gravitated towards it and you've gotten that recognition? You know someone at Apple, don't you? <laughs> well, my developers do. Oh, God. <laughs> and they like won't tell me. Yeah. Um, Need an introduction. Yeah, totally. I think just keeping it like fairly simple. It started out as like a very simple app and like we've tried to evolve it, but still keep it like have its core simplicity. I mean, I have people who will tell me they've been using it for like four years. I'm like, wait, really? (laughs) And you're not bored yet? Like, that's awesome, though. Yeah. People use it when they travel a lot or, you know, if they're stuck inside and it's snowing outside. It's just like a great go to app. So... I'm pretty happy about that. It's fun to see when you, you can see like the analytics and the numbers and you're like, oh yeah, yeah I know how many people download it, whatever. But then you're like, you actually talk to people and you see them using it or you like see it out in the wild and you're like, holy crap, that's cool. It's crazy. You know, you started doing the blog, you started doing the app. One of the things that I've seen like focus on the last few years is like skill stuff. So like pull-ups, uh, it's not planche push-ups, but like a lot of oh, holds levers. and stuff. Those yeah, are like el- levers. elbow levers yeah, yeah, or yeah. crocodiles. They have multiple names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned at the beginning that your brother challenged you to do a push-up or something <laughs> like that. I was like, where's that evolution happen? Because I had a very similar thing where I was like, I did the, the indoor triathlon. I realized like, oh, there's like a whole world that you haven't even like tested yourself on. Like, what else could you do out here? And that's kind of what started me like tweaking stuff. So like what made you gravitate towards the bodyweight stuff, and the, the skill stuff that you kind of started experimenting with yourself and then build out these programs for other people? I personally did CrossFit for a little while. And that's where I first started to do some of this body weight stuff, like gymnastics stuff. Absolutely fell in love with it. 
the things that you can do with your own body and nothing else, it's just amazing. Like you look at gymnasts, I have such an appreciation for gymnasts now. Whereas like before I tried anything, I was like, oh, that's cool, but whatever. Now I like look and I know how hard they've worked and it's amazing to me. (laughs) So that stuff, I started with handstands really. And I was like, this is something that I've never been able to do. It seems impossible. Might as well try. Um, And it's been like that with a lot of different skills for myself. And then I've really tried to encourage my readers and app users and stuff to also have stuff like that because I think with any fitness thing you're going to get bored so even if you start out and you get great results and like you're feeling good at a certain point you're gonna like get a little lazy oh we got a dog over here huh there's a barking dog yeah it's flipping out (laughs) you're gonna get lazy or just bored or you know just uninspired so to me the best way to like keep going for like a lifetime a fitness is like to always learn something new. So always challenge yourself. I'm always putting myself in situations where it's like uncomfortable and I don't feel awesome. I want to be the best, but like everyone starts out as a beginner. It's funny when you get to a certain age where you're like, oh, these are the things that I know how to do. And these are the things that I'm capable of. And this is like, you kind of like box in your concept of what you're capable of. And then you're like, oh, I can actually do these things. But then I have to like look stupid again you almost forget what it's like to look stupid for a long time until you just like fall on your face again and again and again while you're trying to do a uh, pistol squats or something like that. I found that as like, oh, I can definitely do these things, but I have to look really dumb and I can't be the guy that knows what he's doing here because you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. And it's scary, you know, like it's not a comfortable place to be, but like it's the only way to like grow as an athlete, but also like as a person. So what skills are you working on right now? I think I'll always be working on handstands. I'm working towards a one-arm handstand, which if you've never tried it, you don't understand how hard it is. <laughs> I've talked to like hand balancers that are like, yeah, it took me like five, ten years to get this solid. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in this for a while. How many years have you got? It's only been like this year that I've really been working towards it. And I'm like starting to feel it a little bit. So, so you got four, four to nine years exactly. left. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm... I'm doing that. Uh, I've been boxing a lot. Just really fell in love with boxing. I'm going to have my first uh, amateur fight next year. Okay. Okay. Really excited. Yeah. There's always things like I'm always kind of working towards planche, front levers, back levers, like stuff like that. I still don't have a muscle up. I don't really understand why. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I could say like I haven't dedicated the time. Whereas like handstands, I work on them like almost every day. I tell like my readers and stuff, it's consistency. That's what matters. Even if you're only working on a skill, like five, 10, 15 minutes a day, if you do it often enough, you're going to make progress. What's the split between people that read 12 and athlete for like the skill stuff versus like the hit workouts? The core of everything is like the hit workouts, but it has been the last couple of years. Like there's more and more people excited about the skill stuff and they're like working on the calisthenics stuff that I love or like I'm always encouraging people do whatever is exciting to you. If you want to learn to rock climb or surf or get excited about some form of movement, I'm like stoked for them. So, I mean, I love it because like to me personally, this the calisthenics skill stuff is like fun and you feel like a badass doing it. So it's like when people like to do that, great. But if it's something else, um, 
even if they like to run, which I'm not a, personally a huge fan of. I'm like, do your thing. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of running either. So I mean, oh, it's no, like, you never run like 19 miles or well, come on. I do more than 19. <laughs> uh, I'm always interested in like, uh, I think CrossFit's kind of co-opted the functional fitness term, but fitness that allows you to go do whatever you're like, I'm going to climb this mountain. I'm going to go do this thing. Like whatever that is, like be prepared for it and not be the guy that's like, Oh, I have to tap out because I'm tired or whatever. Like never want to be that guy. That's like, I don't know if that's a good goal or not, but I'm like, I just never want to be the guy that has to tap out because he's not ready for it. For sure. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I mean, that's why I love this style of training because it supports everything. And you start to learn, okay, if I can do a pull-up, then rock climbing will become easier. Like, stuff like that. I just think it's awesome. So one question I've got for you is, apps called 12 and Athlete, books called 12 and Athlete. You said, you know, even if you're working on like a skill for like 10 to 15 minutes a day, first of all, 15 minutes is already over our 12-minute cap. So how much total time, like the hit workout is obviously the 12 minutes or whatever, but like how much total time throughout the day are you personally like putting towards like, even if you're not doing a workout workout, doing like fitness stuff? And then how much are you like having people like, okay, you should do like 12 minutes of a workout and then you should do XYZ ancillary, ancillary work on all these skills that you either want to do or mobility stuff or whatever that type of work is. I mean, the thing is that I went from someone who wasn't working out at all Then it was like I was working out, but it was torture and I wanted like I looked forward to my rest days. (laughs) Now it's like I don't like taking rest days. I why don't you like taking rest days? Because I get grumpy. (laughs) No one wants to be around me. I mean, for me, fitness has like become so much more than just working out for health or looks or whatever. And it, it keeps me sane. I get like anxiety. I definitely have struggled with depression in the past and like fitness has helped that so much. I now love to move in whatever way I can. So I'm very active. I'll spend hours every day and I'll go work on my handstands and I don't think of that as like, this is a workout. Like it's fun for me. I go boxing and I'm like, it's fun because I'm learning. I'm learning like from coaches who are way better than me and like are super cool and it's exciting. But if I'm just doing a workout, it's short. It is 12, 15 minutes. And then I will add some like skill stuff because that's fun. But not everyone has to do that. So for like readers and and clients that I work with, it depends on their goals. Like for people who really just want to work out to be healthy and to be fit and they don't want to spend a lot of time and they don't have a ton of goals that are related, 10, 12, 15 minute workout, plus some mobility stuff. Plus I'm like, okay, go for walks, like be active in your everyday life, but you don't have to work out for a really long time. I definitely encourage people to stretch and foam roll and stuff, but like you can do that at night while watching TV or listening to an audiobook. It doesn't have to be this like dedicated gym session where you're there. So yeah, you don't have to spend a giant chunk of time. You can break it up throughout the day. Um, For me, I just try to help people figure out and make it part of their lifestyle. If they do find other activities and stuff that they enjoy, parkour, whatever it is, awesome. And I'm even more excited for them. Speaking of the mobility stuff, so I just got a, uh, the uh, Hyper Ice, Hyper Volt. Dude, I put that on my Christmas list. <laughs> I've got it. It's in my car. Um, it's awesome. But it's one of those things you're like, 
even foam rolling, it's like, okay, you can foam roll. And I, when I'm really good at foam rolling, it's like I have a TV show. Like, I don't watch TV, but if I want to do foam rolling on a regular basis, I just get a TV show that like I'm into or like find something on Netflix that I can watch for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then I put it on, start move well, and then like I'll just do like 10 to 15 minutes of mobility while I'm watching like a 20 minute sitcom or something like that and do it. But uh, the Hyperize Hypervolt is awesome now because you don't even have to do that. You just like sit there and you just like stick the gun. So basically, guys, if you guys don't know what uh, Hypervolt is, it's uh, basically this massage gun that foam rolls you without you having to do anything. And so you can hold it in your hand and you just use it on your leg or use it on your back or whatever. If you have uh, someone else, they can use it on your back. And uh, it's literally game changer. It's really cool. And there's other ones out there that are like, they work just as well. And I think there may be older versions, but they're uh, by different companies. And they, but they sound like construction tools. It sounds like power to you're like, and you're like, okay, if you're doing that, that's the only thing you could be doing. Versus this is like super quiet. And some people will bring those power tool ones like to the gym. I'm like, really? It's like, you got to go in like a sound contained. I think I first tried them at like Jesse Itzler had Hell on the Hill thing. They had a bunch of recovery tools and they had like three hypervolts there. And I was like, this thing is amazing. <laughs> I need to get it. And they're down in Irvine. So, uh, yeah, Hyperize, uh, that was a free, free shout out. You were saying something about, the fact that like 12 minutes, you you add in your additional workouts on top of that. Like how much does mobility help with some of the skill stuff that you're working on? For me, mobility, sometimes I can't do a move and it's not because I'm not strong enough. It's like, I don't actually have that range of motion. I just need to unlock that or stretch that a lot more. So how much does that have played a part in what you're trying to do? It's huge. I mean, if you can't put your shoulder or your arm straight above your head, you can't do a handstand. Most people think of mobility and like flexibility stuff is boring and I kind of agree but it's so important if you don't have enough flexibility in your hamstrings or your ankles you can't do a pistol squat there's all these things like that that if you don't have the mobility it's going to stop you from doing these things like you said even if you have the strength for them I really encourage people to yeah foam roll stretch do dynamic stretching on most days But it doesn't have to be, like you said, more than like 10 or 15 minutes. A little bit goes a long way. I literally could not touch my toes (laughs) before I started any of this. I was super inflexible. I thought I was an inflexible person. I can do the splits easily now. I can do all these things. And it's just, it wasn't like that I like worked on it like a ton all the time. It was just like a little bit on a daily basis started to make a huge difference. The funny thing about those types of skills and the bodyweight stuff is like, you know, I get a lot of people that say, oh, I can't run an ultra marathon because of XYZ or I hate running. It's like, okay, those are all fine things. Or like, can't train for an Ironman because you don't have like all this equipment or whatever. But like all the bodyweight stuff is always just like you and the ground and maybe like a bar or something like that. And you can just keep testing what you're capable of and keep moving beyond what you think you can do. I've noticed even just like just small things like it's really interesting to just see yourself be like, oh, I just had to do that movement enough times till muscle figured out like, oh, this is exactly what we have to do here. And all of a sudden, like that got a little bit easier. Yes. It's pretty cool because, yeah, it's really easy to tell when you're making progress and you can look back and like see how far you've come. Yeah. You want to talk about boxing for a second? Okay. You go from this person not working at all, to overworking to I want to do 12 minutes to like I'm going to get in a ring and start boxing. So where... Where does the interest to start boxing come from? Well, okay, to be honest, even though I might seem like a super laid back surfer type, I do have like a fiery side. And as a teenager, 
I didn't have anywhere to put that fiery side and would punch holes in my parents' walls. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, parents. Um, Yikes. <laughs> so I've always had like interest in like boxing or martial arts, but like the tiny little town I grew up in, there was just like nothing. So it kind of took living different places and finally finding something here. I actually took the reason I started again like a year ago was I had a friend who was teaching like a fitness boxing class. Okay. So like box and burn? It's worse than that. Okay. Like worse or better? Like harder or? I call it like dance boxing. Okay. You know? You're okay. Just... Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they box to the beat. I took one and I was like, no, I got a real box. And it was just, I've always loved it. I've always like appreciated boxers. And um, I think for me, it's just, I love seeing how hard they'll work. I love going to a boxing gym and just seeing people like really giving it their all. I just like rewatched all the Rocky movies and saw Creed 2. I just love the training scenes so much. I think they're just awesome. I also do love how they're doing like all the body weight functional stuff in the training scenes. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's funny how uh, I feel like I've had a weird ratio of boxers on this podcast. So I've had uh, my buddy Ed Lattimore. He's like a like an amateur boxer and then uh, Cam Awesome. He was on an earlier episode too. He was a boxer for the U.S. national team or something like that. But before the podcast, like I didn't know anybody who's boxing. And now I've, I ran into a couple other people who were like, uh, I ran into a designer in New York who's a boxer. And you're like, how do you square those two things? But I've never done boxing. I've got a wavering interest in it. But people say that like five minutes on the bag, not even five minutes, but whatever that amount of time on the bag is like, if you do that right, there's no harder workout out there. It's so hard. It's really great endurance. It's the best stress reliever ever. <laughs> like, got a lot you, of anger you got to get out. Exactly. No matter how you're feeling, like if you go boxing and hit a bag or hit some mitts, like you're going to feel better afterwards. So let's talk about the mindset with all the fitness stuff too, because the physical stuff is like, okay, at some point, if you work out a decent amount of time, you're going to look a certain way. And there's motivation to continue doing that. But for me, I've always found like we talked about running. I don't like running. I like what running gives me. <laughs> and it's like the mindset, clarity, dealing with all the crap going on in your life. You get that out on a run, in the gym, wherever. And it's like way cheaper than therapy. So you kind of alluded to that too with boxing and with all the other stuff. But like, where have you seen that come into play for you and 12 and athlete? Personally, it's been just a complete game changer. I used to have like, a ton of anxiety. I didn't know where to put my energy. Punching holes in the walls, not the best thing. I'd like <laughs> throw my computer and I'm like, why did I throw my computer? Like, I need that computer. <laughs> so, like, finding an outlet for my energy um, was huge. I don't sit still well. So, like, I try to meditate, but I'm not really that good at it. For me, fitness is meditation. Like that's when I go and do a workout. And afterwards I feel like so much better. My mind is clear. I wasn't like thinking about a million things. It's way cheaper than therapy. Um, it's just been huge for me. I had a cold water surfer on here a couple episodes ago in, in Iceland, Haidar. And he was saying that it's funny that the theme keeps coming up, but he was saying that after a long day of surfing, he was diagnosed with ADHD really early on and he could never sit still or hear himself think. And after like a long day of surfing or snowboarding, he was finally able to like just breathe 
and like lay down in bed and like sleep at night. And it's funny, just like you see all these different charts with people, like average quality of life is like increasing and like average income is increasing and all these things are increasing. And then people's like mental health is like falling off a cliff, higher levels of anxiety than ever, all these other things. It's like, there's got to be something you can do to fix that stuff. And I feel like even if you don't want to get fit, like just to be able to like live better in your head, like getting out of your head and like doing stuff with your body is like, it should be like a requirement. I think it should be a requirement. Everyone I've ever talked to, like they talk about that piece of it. You maybe you start out working out just to like look better and then you stick with it because of the mental piece. And that's why I do love when people find something they love, like surfing or something, because doing a workout workout, like it can get boring or whatever. You're not always going to feel like in the zone like that, but like having something like that, that you just also like love, it's going to be great for mindset. Yeah. I always think if you're going to throw your computer against the wall or, (laughs) or punch a hole in the wall, like go for like a 20 mile run, like just do that. Maybe that's too far, but actually. Yeah. 20 miles. Come on. Well, if you're going to throw your computer against the wall, (laughs) you can go do 20 miles. How about sprints? Do 20 miles. And then if you're still mad, you can then throw your computer against the wall. Like that's like a good like give it a three hour you break. You still have energy yeah, for it. Yeah, if you still it. have that much energy, then you can go ahead and do it. That's, um, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> 20 miles might be excessive, but it's a computer. So you shouldn't be throwing computers. Let's figure that out. So you just came out with a book last week. The book's 12 and an athlete. And what, how is it different from the blog or the app? Or is it kind of pull everything together in one place? It pulls everything together. I mean, my blog has been around for like five or six years, which is really weird to say out loud. Seems long or short? Both, you know? It's like... Six years. Six years, what? <laughs> but yeah, so it kind of pulls everything together. My like philosophy talks more about like my background. It's a little bit personal, which is like a little scary to put out in the world. But basically, I'm just trying to convince people of all this stuff that you can get fit, that you can actually like be a fitness person, have fun with it, enjoy it, get benefits out of it. Um, I talk about like, I do have a lot of readers and stuff who are older and they didn't start till they were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're still getting awesome benefits now. It's just never too late is what I'm always trying to convince people. (laughs) You can always start somewhere. I don't care where you're at. So yeah, I talk about that a lot in the book. Do you have workouts along in the book or is it mostly just a written thing? No, I have lots of workouts, lots of progressions. So along with that, like fitness level thing, I try to show people, okay, if you can't do a push-up, that's totally fine. I don't care that you can't do a push-up, but you can start somewhere. So with a push-up, for example, I like to have people start on a countertop. I don't like people to do on their knees because I feel like you can't progress very much that way or you don't know when you're progressing. So With a countertop, then you just go lower and lower and lower and you know when you're making progress. So it's a lot of stuff like that. Your form stays more the same. Exactly. You're using more of the right muscles. You feel, develop that like muscle memory, which is very important. And you start to convince yourself like, hey, I can do a push-up. And then you do. (laughs) Do you have a favorite go-to workout or like a finisher or anything like that? I love jump roping. I don't know why. Like, it just is like one of those things. It's a little meditative for me. So I like to add that in a lot. It depends on what I have around. If I don't have any equipment at all, I do a lot of burpees. (laughs) I do a lot of push-ups, squat jumps. Do you have like set like workouts where you're like, I'm going to see. So one of the things that I'll do with uh, some of my friends is 
because we're insane, uh, <laughs> is uh, time yourself for 100 burpees in a row? Yeah, me too. Okay. So do, do you have a best time on that? Well, it depends on what you're, what kind of burpee are you doing? Because there's like a full burpee, like with a push up. Yeah, yeah. Um, my time's like six oh eight or oh, something. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, I'm not even gonna mention my time. I gotta get way faster. <laughs> I do the first half. I kill the first half, and then it's just the last forty are just miserable. Yeah, I mean it's pretty brutal. Six forty for a full. All right, all right. I got work to do. <laughs> No, but that's like one random work. It's not necessarily like a series of movements or anything. It's just like I'm going to do one thing and I'm going to do it as many times as I can until I get sick of myself. Well, and it's a good way, again, to like see your progress. So if you have something like that that you do like every once in a while, you can see where you're at, which is cool. I'm writing down. I need to get way faster. (laughs) I would imagine that you have great endurance with the amount of miles that you run. My endurance is pretty good. I'm good at doing things for a very long time at a much slower pace than normal. And so it's doing burpees when you're doing it for time, you're going really, really fast. And so I kill it for like the first 60% of it. And then the last, it's just a struggle bus. So, but it's one of those things that's fun because you literally just need maybe a towel. Like if you're out in your backyard or something like that and you just like lay it down and then you just go and uh, it's always miserable. But like you also know it's, it's never longer than like 10 minutes. Totally. You're done at 10 minutes. So Every time I do it, I'm like shaking at the end. I'm like, (laughs) it's hard, but it's worthwhile. Do you have any other workouts like that at all? Where you just test something for a time or like a specific number? I like to count my reps within like a time segment. So like if I'm doing like a HIIT workout, I'll do a lot of like 30 second intervals. So I like to like keep track of my reps and like see how many I can do and like try to beat that number every time. Gotcha. But I do like to mix it up. But like I said, it depends on what I have around. I love having like pull-up bars or parallel bars around. And like then I have like a little workout of like pull-ups, dips. I try to do like pistol squats a lot. I'm always trying to like push it though. Why haven't you figured out muscle-ups yet? Is it just because like a, a focus thing? Because of the consistency thing, or, thing. Yeah. I'm also not very good at kipping. Okay. So I would love to obviously do a strict muscle-up, which is a lot harder. (laughs) I can do really good negatives and I do pretty good like jumping muscle ups where the bar is like a foot over my head. I just need to stick with it for like a month. Maybe work with someone who's like actual expert in this. I love to seek out like experts. I don't claim to know everything. There's always people who have like been doing this stuff for longer. I train with different coaches. Like it's fun. What things are you training on right now? You You got boxing? And then do you have any skills that you're trying to add or is other sport specific items? So one arm handstands, pike presses in a handstand. If anyone. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a way to get into a handstand, but your hands are on the floor and your legs are straight and your legs essentially just raise straight up from the floor into a handstand. Uh, Gotcha. It's like a slow kick up. Yeah. Basically. Okay. But it's way harder. Okay. (laughs) Your legs like both go at once. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So gymnastics people like will know what this is. For anyone who's been doing it for a long time, like they can do it. But for someone who's started later in life, it's hard. So working on that, would love to be able to do a front lever someday, which is basically you're hanging from a bar, your arms are straight, and then your body is parallel to the ground. It's hard. It's so hard. (laughs) I don't know like that many girls who can do it. Do you ever just go to like Tempest and just like hang out there and just like, you guys are going to teach me everything or like, 
You're going to have to kick me out of here? Yeah, and I go to the um, Santa Monica Muscle Beach. There's like a lot of talented people there. I love the freestyle calisthenics stuff where you're like flipping and bouncing around on the bars. Um, I've done a little bit of it, like, but I need to get that muscle up to be able to do that much more. Are there any things that you've tried that you've either failed at or have given up on? Yeah. So for a while I was doing um, gymnastics tumbling stuff. I've always wanted to be able to do like a back handspring and a backflip. Going backwards for me has been, it's really hard. So then a year and a half ago, I had a coach drop me doing a back handspring on my elbow and it definitely tore something and it was semi-traumatizing and I haven't done it since. Now I'm like, okay, do I go back to it now that I'm healed or do I just move on and let it go? I don't know. It's kind of scary. I don't want to quit on something, but it's also like, it's so hard for me. Yeah, It's like really not natural. Do you, do you have any <laughs> other things like that that you've quit? I'm always interested in like where people like ran into like, you had a coach, you trusted him and he let you fall. Totally, right? Like, right? Like, so that's like a little bit traumatic. It wasn't a good coach. <laughs> Should I trust your instincts? Um, but it's always interesting to me like when people like butt up against an obstacle and it's that decision point of do you keep going? Do you give up? Do you like just refocus on something else? Or is it like just, oh, I didn't like that in the first place and, and move on to something completely different? It's hard to figure that out. I mean, for people like us, like we're super hard on ourselves and like, I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want to give up on stuff. When do you make that decision? Is there another gym that you can go try it out at? Yeah, totally. I totally can. I should try it again and then actually make a conscious decision. Other than that, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things. Just one failure in your but, entire life. That's okay. No, no, no. I failed at many things. What I used to do was just quit immediately. Like if I wasn't good at something, I'd be like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not going to even try. So it's only been like the last five years where I've actually stuck with things long enough to even fail, which has been an interesting experience. <laughs> stuck with things long enough to even fail. That's interesting. I like that phrase because you know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do that. And they consider that a failure. But it's like, no, you can't do that because you just literally just started that. Exactly. I literally picked up a guitar when I was like 10 or whatever and... I couldn't play a song, so I'm like, oh, I suck at guitar. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, really? Like, looking back, I'm like, I could have been pretty good by now. I mean, a lot of people, I think, don't stick with things that long. I really like that. That's, uh, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at guitar. Yeah, because you've never played it before. Okay, you got the book, the app. What are you working on next? What are you, like, eyeing? And maybe it's too soon because you literally just came out with the book five days ago. You know, you got the book. It's done well. It's number one in quick workouts on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> How big is that category? I don't know. Yeah. But there's some big cool, cool big books enough. in there. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> What's next? I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to write books. So I'm hoping that this experience goes well enough that I can write more. I have a lot of books that I would like to write. And it's a medium that I enjoy. Like I enjoy enjoy reading. I, I love fitness books and I feel like there's always like gaps out there. So I'd love to write some more books. So this was self-published, right? This was self-published. Yeah. yeah. So why did you decide to like publish it yourself and like what did you run into that maybe you didn't expect right off the bat? So I actually at one point was talking to publishers and 
we never saw eye to eye. Like I never liked their vision and they didn't really believe in mine. So I was like, I'm going to try it myself. I've known a lot of people who have like self-published and then gone on to actually publish with a publisher because they've been able to like prove that they do have an audience, that they do have something to say that people want to hear. So I wanted to do it my way, but it was a crazy experience. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. There's so many like different pieces to it. Um, so many different photo shoots. I worked with, uh, I really wanted to make sure that people knew like the book wasn't just for women because it's either a book like about like getting skinny for women or like a book for guys about getting muscles. There's not really a lot that are like for both. So I really wanted to um, show that men could do the workouts too. And it was like a style of training for everyone. So I worked with a guy model, which was like a really fun experience, like directing him. But like photo shoots, the amount of like hiccups along the way was like amazing. Amazon does not make it easy, even though they like tried to promote self-publishing. So when did you start the process of writing the book? It's funny because I actually wrote the book for fun like a year and a half ago and then I didn't do anything until six months ago okay I am very familiar with those types of projects <laughs> yeah. you're like oh this is pretty much done and I'm just gonna sit on it exactly. for like a year <laughs> yeah everyone talks about like the book writing being like the hardest part but to me that was like pretty easy because I had something to say putting it together into a book was a challenging experience okay that's interesting just all the details of that's where like a publisher would actually be helpful. Huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Cause I've talked to a couple different publishers uh, who've done a couple books with people that we know or whatever. And that's always the debate is like, do you do it yourself? Do you do, you know, do, do it through, through them. And you know, they help you with some stuff, but like they're not as useful on the marketing side as they used to be. No, not at all. They expect you to do that. But like the editing thing where you're like, oh, it's like 95%, just like hand it off to your editor and let them take it. Like, that might be useful. So I ended up like hiring an editor and I just had to do all these pieces myself, which is cool. You know, I feel like I know a lot now about this world. <laughs> I had to have it like pretty nicely designed because there's so many photos in it. Then I had like this beautifully designed book and I didn't know how to make it into an ebook. And that is like a whole other process that I had to figure out. And I like thought I was done. And then no, there's like a lot of stuff to do. And then, yeah, once you actually have everything done and, like, it's actually online for people to buy, then you have to do the promotion part. So I'm in that that part now. <laughs> so do you have another book in you, uh, you think? I would love to do something on, like, flexibility, mobility, honestly. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Kelly Starrett. I know a great app. I know a great app. For sure. Mobileapp.com. Mobile I know app. your app. I feel like I have like a different like perspective on it, like coming from, yeah, like I said, I couldn't touch my toes to now be able to do like all the splits, that kind of stuff, and just kind of making it more accessible for people. But I'll totally talk about your app. Like, <laughs> very cool. Sweet. The book is out as of five days ago. Just tell everybody where, uh, you know, they can find all of your stuff and where they can check it out. Book specifically, you can either like search for 12 Minute Athlete in Amazon or go to 12minuteathlete.com slash book. Pretty easy to remember. <laughs> Same thing, like if you want to find the app, you can go to the iTunes store or Google Play store or go to 12minuteathlete.com slash app. Also pretty easy. 
Everything on social media is at 12 Minute Athlete. It's pretty. And 12 is with the one, two, not, yeah. not written yes, out. Yes, that is true. Okay. Although I do own 12minuteathlete.com. I was going to ask about that, yes. but uh, that was my nerdy domain side <laughs> coming out. I have a redirect. <laughs> so it will get you to the right place. <laughs> Just 12 Minute Athlete across the board. You're going to find it. Yeah. So cool. Anything else that you got to share? Any last minute, like if people are thinking about like either going in after that skill that they want to work on or maybe like shrinking or expanding their seven minute workout to 12 minutes? Yeah, I just say um, fitness, I think, should be fun. It can be torture and that's fine. But if that's the type of person you are, but like I think ultimately you should find some joy in fitness. And so... If you haven't found that yet, if you like still don't really enjoy working out, that's fine. But keep trying things. Go to some classes. Take some lessons. Think about like when you were a kid and what was fun to you then. And the cool thing about like where we're at in this uh, generation is that there's a lot of stuff for adults now. So like in the past, like I swear when I was growing up, if you didn't like get into dance by the time you were 12, you were too old. And the same like with gymnastics, like if you weren't going to the Olympics, no one cared. No one wanted to teach you anything. Now, like you can do anything no matter how old you are, um, which I find amazing. So like think back to like what you thought was fun when you were younger and go find that. Like there's so many opportunities out there. It's awesome. Cool. I feel like I need to go to like Tempest free running right now and just uh, start training. 12minuteathlete.com. Check out the app. Check out the book. Krista, thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll get you on when you come out with your next book. Oh, thanks for having me. Boom. There we go. Hey, everybody. So that's today's show. If you guys enjoyed it, go head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a rating, review, five stars. Helps us reach more people. I really appreciate it. Also, check out impossiblegear.com, the most comfortable gear to go out and do something uncomfortable in. Go do something on your possible list. Wear your shirt. Take a photo. Send it in, and I'll feature you on the site. Also, MoveWellApp.com, our movement and mobility training app. 10-minute mobility routines designed to help you get stronger, get faster, and start moving well. All narrated by yours truly. So check it out. Get started moving better today with MoveWell. It's a free download on iOS. So put it on your phone and start making it part of your daily routine. That's all we've got for today's show, guys. Next week... Same time, same place. But until then, keep pushing your limits and do something impossible. Mm-hmm.